0: We all have heard horror stories of how a remodel nearly tore a couple apart, as well as how impactful our environment can be on our state of well-being. Remodels don't have to end in divorce, and we can reflect our true selves in our environment with the right approach. Welcome to Psychotecture. My name is Rachel Melvold, and I'm a psychotherapist and designer. Psychotecture was developed as a methodological approach to ease issues that come up in design challenges, as well as a philosophy on how our environment can reflect our highest selves. Each week, I will interview an expert in the field of design and psychology to shed light on design challenges. I will also have a special series called The Psychotect Is In, where I can offer help to those in design intervention need. If you're enjoying The Psychotect Is In, please subscribe to my podcast, as well as follow me on social media at Rachel Melvald. And if you are a client, couple, or designer architect having a design challenge, Please feel free to email me at my website, psychotecture.com or rachel at Welcome to the psychotech in. Okay, here we are with our contractor guest, partner in crime, contractor extraordinaire, who I go to for all my remodeling questions. We are starting up on the now return to normal. Everything is opening up day. So it's kind of fortuitous. And this episode, I just really wanted to get into what's going on in the state of remodeling and repair with threats of long lead lines and long um, wait for materials and, and scarcity of materials and and just how high maintenance some of these projects can be.
1: Oh, man. First of all, an honor to be here. It really is. You know, very few people make me smile, and you are certainly one of them, even though I <laughs> I can't see you. I know your lovely face is there, so I'm happy to be here. Um,
0: Thank you, Kevin. Likewise.
1: It, here's the thing. It, things have changed so, so much because there's Pandemic or post-pandemic pricing now, the prices of materials have skyrocketed. In the very least, they have doubled, in some cases, tripled. Just to give you an example, before the pandemic, a basic piece of plywood was $35. Now a basic piece will cost you $70 to $80. Oh, wow. And the problem with that is I have to pass my costs on to the consumer. So they're going to pay more. So it's a very strange, someone asked me this morning, are we about to go into a recession? I mean, it, it could be, you know, uh, because, uh, wow, what, what good is money if people <laughs> aren't getting value? It, it, you know, you, you want value for your money, but I don't know how to, I still have to earn a living too. That's my whole point. So it's cutting into my bottom line. And um,
0: So you're having to, when you're working up your estimates, and obviously, all the cost of the materials, like you're saying, even the plywood, you're just informing your clients that this is just the cost. I mean, there's nothing you can really control in that way. So you just have to be transparent that this is the cost of the materials.
1: Yeah, this is this is what it is. And we're in business to stay in business, but... I'll give you an example. I just had a client who um, <laughs> our bid wasn't a big bid, but it was $38,000. She had mold and water damage in her kitchen. Thirty eight was a legitimate bid, not a lot of profit. The insurance company only gave her $22,000. We still did the job. I just had to adjust my labor costs. I had to use fewer guys, which means it took longer. And I had to get in there and do some of the work myself, which I don't mind. It's just what it is.
0: Do you see any improvement or any any room for this getting better?
1: You know, Rachel, that's a great question. I don't know because the housing market is ridiculous out here. I mean, to live in what they call the hood, you're going to pay five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars. Next to or within too close of a distance from gang members. You know what I mean? So who does that? Who has the common sense to do that? Who wants to do that? I don't know. But none of what's going on right now, in my opinion, is sustainable.
0: Yeah. Just even the housing market, how you see this as a bubble that will burst.
1: Oh, yes. I don't know if it's going to be like 2008, but I certainly think something has to give... We're all happy, as we should be, that... Most of COVID is under control. I'm not gonna use the word over because I'm still wearing my mask in certain situations. But you know, we're gonna be back to normal, which normal as you have is in quotation marks, whatever that is, it's now a new normal.
0: Mm-hmm. But but you're gonna still you're gonna still implement the same safety measures? You're going to wear a mask
1: or... I'm going to still wear a mask in certain situations. And I don't make my guys wear a mask, but we're all vaccinated, Mm -hmm. even though some people didn't want to be. Not within my circle of guys, but some people just didn't want to, you know, some people in the public at large didn't want to be vaccinated. You know, I'm like, I'm in no better shape, probably worse off if I don't. Let's just do this and get on with it. So vaccinated three, four months ago, and I'm still here. <laughs> but life is, um, it's never going to be the same as it was before, but nor should it be the same. You know, look, life always changes. And I, as you, we embrace change. And we just see how we can incorporate that into our daily lives.
0: So with that incorporation of the new normal, as you were saying prior to when we started the interview, you've been very busy. Yeah. And We know in COVID pandemic time, the real estate housing remodeling world has not suffered in the sense that you've been in high demand. So can you speak to that?
1: I think part of it is, is that people first and foremost were stuck in their homes and they had to deal with what they didn't like about their house every day. And it just stared them straight in the face. So, you know, they got a little bit of stimulus money, a little bit of tax money, weren't spending nearly as much money as they probably had because they weren't going anywhere. So, you know, my phone a month into the lockdown, if you will, was just blowing up. And I've always done this anyway, but I'm turning down work and I turn down work. Here's when I turn down work, by the way, when I don't have your assistance to fully evaluate the mental capacity of some (laughs) of these people are they really ready to go through what can be also transformative, getting work done on a place that you wake up to and go to bed in? And I don't think they put that into consideration. So I turned down work. It's very busy. As you know, I have um, a lot of celebrity clients and they are demanding um, one of them who is, who is here now, known as Ludacris. We all know Ludacris, Chris Bridges. Mm-hmm. They're here. His wife is here. They're very pregnant. They have a five, almost six thousand actually square foot house in the Hollywood Hills. And I am like his. Uh, what do I say? It would be Boy Friday or Girl Friday. You know, <laughs> whatever they want done, we're going to do. Yes. And uh, you know, the pay is great, but I'm not motivated by money in as much as I am motivated by what makes my life better and the people I come in contact with. Cause I, I don't believe for one split second that I'm the best at what I do, nor am I the only person who does what I do. So there has to be more to life than the money that we receive for what we do for a living.
0: It's hard work.
1: This is why I don't know anyone else like you. I don't know one who combines design. With, uh, <laughs> with the psychiatric help that we also dest- I don't. I swear to you, I don't know anyone else like you. So you are very much needed in this world. I know in my industry because sometimes you have to hold people's hands.
0: Yes. So with that said, thank you, Kevin, and I really appreciate your um, support of what I do and the need for mental health intervention and design. What do you think? you know, even in this particular situation with this home where you're kind of at their beck and call as the contractor for so many needs in this home. So you're probably getting called like on this particular house. How often?
1: I am on, this is so funny you should say this. I am on a group text message for everything, which includes him, his wife, his mother, and their security. And Whenever there is work being done at the house, even if I'm not doing it, I have to be there.
0: Okay. So you're really, you're on call. I'm on call, but you know
1: what? They know. Weekends, Mm-mm. you're going to find me either at Malibu or Leadbetter in Santa Barbara Beach.
0: Oh, great. Okay. So, so Kevin, you have some good boundaries with your clients where you really...
1: Well, you have to, you know, because... You know, Rachel, they're like children sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love my boys, which is why my weekend is for my family. That's right. But you have to go look on the weekends unless your house is on fire and I started the fire.
0: Don't call me. (laughs) Well, that's a good boundary to hold. I like that. As simple as that. Yeah. Friday night.
1: Odds are you can find me at my favorite Italian restaurant in Culver City. Ooh, Plug for Ugo, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, I got to try it. I haven't gone there yet. Oh, my goodness. And if you do try it, by the way, get the portobello french fries.
0: Ooh, those are great. Gosh, what a concept. And so we're there. My two kids are probably
1: on the phone, you know, or on a a device. And my wife and I are tearing open a bottle of wine and nice. And probably spending more money than what we should, but But it's worth it. But you have to you have to do this to appreciate life.
0: Yeah. So you, Kevin, as as I know, speak to healthy boundaries and balance in your life between work and family and enjoyment. And I think because you know to give yourself those weekends and have nice dinners and wine with your family and, and you know, have a nice little getaway when you can, that this helps you, like you're saying, a lot of our clients can be children. And it's certainly in the psychotherapy world, you're always holding those boundaries of parent and how to help nurture people to know when to call you and when to not. And you're not what we call codependent. You're not the people pleaser, but you're also reliable, accessible, efficient, and you you really hold that healthy place for your clients. And And in particular with this one, I just want to kind of go back to... Oh, yeah.
1: Go back to this one.
0: <laughs> what would... Well, wait, you know me. As psychotherapists, are always circumventing back to... What do you think makes the design clients in that world, especially as a contractor, so kind of challenging in terms of what comes up in all their needs and how they're expressing it?
1: This is what makes it a little challenging because most of their needs are not influenced by what they really want. It's more influenced by what the world says they should have, what their friends think they should have. I have found that it's not a true reflection in many cases, of who they are. And so that's what makes it challenging, because when you leave there, how they feel about the job is somewhat of a reflection on how they feel about you. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just challenging, because also, you know, when they have a, an inordinate amount of money, sometimes <laughs> they think they walk on water.
0: Right. So it's this, The privilege of money or just to have money can lead to some entitlement, right? And we can speak to healthy entitlement and the entitlement that kind of has this high expectation that you jump when they call.
1: And I am very nice, but because I wasn't always that way, because I went through anything, look, you're, you're in business for yourself. So, you have gone through the ups and downs, the roller coaster, and you don't quit what you're doing. You simply learn your lessons. And that's what I have done. I have learned lessons and it's priorities.
0: Right. The priority is like you're saying, because right now there's so much demand for contractors. I, I have a friend who even said, I can't even get my contractor to help with these shelves and So, you at this point, which I think speaks to your value, right? Is that you can be more selective. Uh, Yeah. You've earned your place to be a little more choosy.
1: And I'm not trying to get rich. You know, who couldn't use more money? I heard uh, Mark Cuban, who owns the Dallas Mavericks, amongst many other things, is a billionaire. Someone asked him what's the worst part about being a billionaire? And his response was nothing. And I get it. You know, when we're riding along PCH and we pass up places like Nobu and what have you, you see cars that cost in the millions of dollars. And that's all fine and dandy, but you could park one in my driveway right now and it wouldn't make me any happier if my family wasn't happy.
0: That's right. Right. No, and you see it. And I think you see it a lot when you're working with these high-end luxury homes. Yes, indeed. And I've certainly worked on some of those cases too that- Oh, I'm sure. I think a lot, a big part of it in this redesign and remodel process is around grounding folks to kind of find a place of holding a different, healthier reality for them, right? Yeah. I think that could be a helpful- intervention that's like the psychotecture way of not enabling any kind of grandiose type of build or really trying to steer people to what we call grounding, right? Giving them some some reality that allows for them to connect to the build, right? Or the design. Very valid points.
1: And one of the things that um you do, I know you do, and I do, is that, particularly with the high-end clients, you get past what they do really fast, what they do for a living, and then you start to deal with them as a real person. Mm -hmm. I don't refer to his wife by her first name. I call her Mrs. Bridges, because that's her last name. (laughs) You know, I, Uh I treat them all with respect, but I treat everybody with the same. It's But sometimes it's challenging, but you can never let them see you sweat. As that old commercial used to say, you can never let them see you sweat. And, you know.
0: So you will keep a composure of this is who I am, what I am, what I bring to the table as a contractor. Now, what are some ways that, you know, right now in this busy time, how are you leveraging all the need what do you even say? Like you give it an estimate how much time it'll take to work on it and you just show up in those hours and and obviously things come up. They're always coming up. So how do you leverage that?
1: We try to be, we are men, women, because I have a couple of women who I actually employ from time to time. One is a roofer and she is badass, man. She just, we try to be people of our word. So even though we know you have to have a written, Document a contract, but it's still what comes out of your mouth. And matching that up with your actions is what means most to people.
0: And what does that look like in terms of practicality? It's
1: funny, it's very surprising to some people. I'll give you a quick example on a, a kitchen remodel we just did. She kept her appliances, the microwave was working. When we took it off, it was working when we put it on. A week later, she says her microwave isn't working. Now I knew she was trying to attach it to us having moved the thing. So I just cut to the chase. I said, I'll tell you what, I'ma see you tomorrow with a new microwave. Mm. You know, installed it. Okay. And then they have nothing to say. You know, if if <laughs> they have nothing to say. And with that insurance client I was just referring to, she um they wanted the wood on the stairs removed and put back and that would have cost about three four thousand dollars but the insurance company only allotted four hundred well no one can do that for that difference in price so I just told her look your stairs look fine which they did I'll give you the money that the insurance company had allowed for that since we didn't do it and say it's good and so that's what happened
0: oh okay so you just- made it happen.
1: People like getting money back. They like getting money back. And I, I don't have an issue with that. I'm at the point where my reputation is worth more than money.
0: Right. So you could really manage that difference in the insurance and, and how much it would really cost to get that thing or to build those stairs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great that you were able to facilitate that. And so- Kevin, the the magic that you you're working here and managing the <laughs> finances and you know all that goes into this kitchen build. What would you see now as during this more challenging time as the biggest need?
1: There is, as there has always been, in my mind, the biggest need. No matter what you do for a living, is patience. Mm. Yeah.
0: Okay, so that brings up a good point. The biggest need right now is this state of being, this place of patience, okay, between the client, the contractor, architect, or anything that is in the dynamic of of a remodel or a new home space to have patience.
1: Have patience. Everything's going to take its time. And really, everything really does happen when it's supposed to happen. I do believe that. It really does. Stop rushing it. I mean sometimes we're stressed out because we're running late. And then when we get there, we run into someone that we haven't seen in years. And had we not been late, we wouldn't have seen that person. It's just the way life works itself out. So it's so short. We just need to enjoy it and stop being in such a rush.
0: Have a little patience as as guns and roses.
1: Yes, there you go. Thanks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's true in the surrendering of the timeline and surrendering in what to unfold that there's nuance and surprise and spontaneity and things that come up when we're not trying to control the rollout of the build as much, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And what would you say as we end this today in in this new normal moving into it? What is the greatest, that's the greatest, I would say, psychological need. What would be the, the greatest just remodel or home need that you're finding right now and what are some what is some advice to our audience members as to how to go about that like is it a kitchen remodel is it an outdoor backyard office
1: you know whatever remodeling project is just make sure your budget aligns with your desires <laughs> make sure that those two line up Because the last thing you want to do is to be, as they say, house poor. You know, you spent millions of dollars, but you can't even
0: afford to entertain company,
1: you know. So look at your budget, look at your needs, look at your wants.
0: Really have a clear picture of what you would advise for any couple or client is to really look at their budget and to see, because so often we know the desire doesn't match the budget. So having to leverage that is the biggest part of it.
1: That is the most difficult part of it, telling someone, look, uh, you know, marble floors are expensive. And perhaps the neighborhood in which you live isn't a marble floor neighborhood. You know, if you're trying to add value to your house.
0: You got to pay for marble. You can't just, put marble floors in; it's, it's a costly stone. So with that golden nugget, as they say, I thank you. And I thank you for your words of wisdom. Not only do you bring about the faith and the spirit and the psychology of relationships in being a contractor, but really grounding us in some ways to support that process in a way that can achieve the results we want.
1: Well, I I learned from you. I learned from the best. So (laughs) I'm just happy to be alive. And if I'm blessed to see another day, I'm going to try to make it as good of a day as I possibly can.
0: Well, amen to that. And I look forward to talking with you on some future cases. This is Psychotecture by Rachel Malvald with coaching, consultation, and psychotherapy offered virtually and in home throughout the Los Angeles Greater Area and nationally. We work to ease design challenges to create transformative habitats. Thank you, and we look forward to the next episode and your questions. If you're enjoying this Psychotech Is In, please subscribe to my podcast, as well as follow me on social media at Rachel Malvald. And if you are a client, couple, or designer architect having a design challenge, please feel free to email me at my website, psychitecture.com, or psychotecture.com.